0: Joe Souchere. The president attended the uh, National College Championship game last night. And I saw that. He was on the field for the anthem. And the tabloids are trying to make the case that his behavior during the anthem uh, constitutes some signs of dementia. Uh,. So I watched the video. I, I missed. Uh, I missed it live. I'd have to go back If in fact and say, it was yeah, on live, I
1: but I, I, I watched... saw the whole thing live. What are they pointing to
0: specifically? Yeah, well, that's my point. I watch it live, and it's over the top to think, okay, he uh, he missed a few words in the anthem. So what? That's not a sign of dementia. Half the, if not more, than the news gatherers have just have just thrown in the towel. They'll say anything. They'll just do anything. Well, and there's nothing he could have done that would have prevented them from being critical of any part of yesterday. No, I think the part he enjoyed exercising was standing because he's been opposed to the kneeling. So here was a chance for him, to, you know, to stand at attention with ROTC people and military people during a, uh, probably the most watch football game of the year to date, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, uh, don't tell me he. He's got dementia because uh, you you think he missed a few words of the anthem.
2: I'm watching it right now. Yeah, he's just he's he chose. It looks like he just chose at some points not to sing. I've got. Sometimes done that. he sang some words. Sometimes he. Sometimes didn't. I sing it at a, a hockey game tonight. We got a hockey game tonight. I might sing. I might not sing. Mm-hmm. You know what else you could tell
1: when you watch him? Mm-hmm. He, like a lot of us, myself included, he's got a tough time standing still.
0: I yeah, care. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure guilty I of that as well. He's a bad waiter, maybe. Maybe. Can't wait. And then this Wolf character who wrote Fire and Fury, with each passing day, he's got to come out with a new disclaimer. Uh, and the book... latest is, I didn't really talk to anybody in the cabinet. But what did this... We've been in the White House. Yes. I think he must have sat in that anteroom yeah. outside I... the Oval Office, yeah. and, and he admittedly was allowed to be there. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the presumption was, apparently, that he was going to write something glowing. Uh, why they would, why nobody on Trump's team didn't know that this guy was a hack is beyond me.
2: He's a hack artist. Yes, and I wish this book would just go away. I don't know who's well, going to buy gonna, it.
0: Let's it. knock Are you kidding? Trump made this guy a multimillionaire. By, it's your dream as an author to have a president mention your book, much less try to get it from being published yeah. it, it sold millions it's gonna sell millions they're printing millions and millions more there's I'm satisfied uh, to think that there's really nothing in it I don't already know and, and uh, I have no well, desire to read it. there you go Joe hmm. waterline two yeah right.
2: the pres. In the presidential <laughs> years
1: the presidential uh, Donald years. he
2: would row that he would roll that boat like a like an egg we're gonna crack him. we made uh, eggs. I'm not saying Wolf made stuff
0: up. But he scattergunned. He cherry-picked what he wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. And he he and then of course everyone who interviews Wolf uh generally speaking uh is just exulting in the opportunity to uh, uh, to point out that they too think that uh, he was, Wolf was on CNN last night and I who was it Don Lemon maybe? Uh, and, and they just exult in the idea of pointing out that he's a nutcase and and uh, it got to the point where wolf said i had look i'm not a doctor i can't tell you but wolf's real hung up on the fact that Wolf uh, that trump apparently repeats stories to people uh in uh in a matter of 30 minutes or whatever i have no idea like
2: he's telling the same joke i, I
0: guess i have no idea but don't it, it's embarrassing uh to look at the tabloids and have them scream, he's got dementia, look at the anthem. You can't tell a damn thing from the anthem.
2: No. Nothing. No. Nothing. No, and that's personal choice, especially if you're the president. You might be thinking about something, maybe what's next after the anthem or uh, what Kim Jong-un is doing on his birthday, that kind of stuff.
0: Uh, Gordy in Prescott, Wisconsin, made me aware of the list of 2017's most ridiculous moments. And power washing comes in at number six. Hmm. Also, several other things you have discussed on GL the past year. It's from the National Review. The 11 most ridiculously politically correct moments of 2017. Interesting. Number one, it was declared cultural appropriation for a white woman to wear hoop earrings. A resident assistant at Pitzer College sent out a campus-wide email declaring that it was unacceptable for white women to wear hoop earrings because wearing them was culturally offensive to the black and brown bodies who typically wear hooped earrings. What? I, I didn't know that. Okay. Number two, Berkeley students claim they did not have enough privilege to take their exam in class. A group of students at the University of California, Berkeley, demanded that they be excused from an in-class exam because they just didn't have enough privilege to be able to handle it emotionally.
2: I remember that. We had Mm -hmm. that on this show.
0: (sighs) Number three, Evergreen State College told professors to take students' feelings into account when grading them. School officials actually instructed professors to take into account the emotional commitment that some students had made to protesting on campus instead of doing work. And to be aware that the work of students that have not been involved in the protests may also have been affected because many feel that the campus is not safe.
2: How outrageous is that? We had that. Yeah. Uh,
0: As an aside... Mm-hmm. Did you see where the new mayor of St. Paul uh, wants to come up with 50 bucks per school child to start uh, each of them off on having a college
2: fund? Let's not do
0: that. I don't I don't want to pay the 50 bucks. That's your problem if you want to send your kid to school.
2: Just clean up the light rail in downtown St. Paul. And plus, plus, more
0: and more people have to come to the realization that the academy quite literally is disintegrating. And you have to make a strong decision on whether it's worth it to even attend.
2: Um. There's no reason that anybody in, in, in St. Paul should have to pay for my kids going to school.
0: Number four, certain kinds of eyebrows were deemed cultural appropriation. According to an op-ed written by a student at Louisiana State University, women styling their eyebrows to make them appear thicker is an example of cultural appropriation. Oh my she also uses the phrase eyebrow culture when making her point. I, I'm unaware that there is an eyebrow culture. Number five, the size of chairs was declared a microaggression. The size of chairs was deemed a microaggression against overweight people, according to a guide released by the New School, a private college in New York. Number six. Senzo on that one. Number six, a city councilman was concerned that hosing poop-covered sidewalks might be culturally insensitive. That's where we got our term, power washing. Mm Mm-hmm. A Seattle councilman expressed concern that hosing down sidewalks that smelled of excrement might be insensitive because it brought back images of the use of hoses against civil rights activists. Thus, did the term power washing enter the Uh garage logic lexicon. Number seven, the University of Arizona hired students to tattle on each other. We had that. <laughs> yes. The school's paid social justice activists were instructed to report any bias, incidents, or claims to appropriate residence life staff.
2: Unreal. Mm-hmm.
0: Remember this one? Number eight. A British student union tried to ban clapping and cheering because it was not inclusive to deaf people.
2: Uh, we had I, to. I remember that, I we had about that. that. Yeah, that we one. We
0: had that one. Number nine. Uh, expecting people to be on time was declared culturally insensitive. I think we missed that one. A Clemson university de- train, uh, diversity training taught participants that it was offensive to expect people to be on time because time may be considered fluid in some cultures.
2: We did miss this one, but uh, I think we would have had the same result here on the air going, what in the hell are they doing?
0: Number 10, authors were hiring sensitivity readers to problematic proof their novels. Novelists are now employing sensitivity readers in order to make sure they don't portray fictional characters from other communities in an inaccurate way. Mm. Note, no one actually knows how to portray a fictional person accurately because fictional people do not exist. Uh (laughs) Aha. Number eleven: A social justice math class taught participants how math has been used as a dehumanizing tool. Okay. An online course instructed math teachers to teach their students how math has been historically used to oppress people. And uh, I would say Garage Logic was on top of most of these that the National Review has now enumerated for us
2: what do they call them the 2017 they just they thought these were the most
0: politically okay uh, ridiculous moments of 2017 and i have to say power washing really does take the cake i would have made power washing number one the guy took a power washer and turned it dark thus the term power washing just a moment
3: A man and his
1: wife,
2: but the child
0: ain't got no hope. all right let's stick with the uh, that's somewhat a version of power washing what do you got in the latest overly empathetic attempt at shielding young people from the harsh realities of life mm-hmm. a psycho- a psychologist wonders if schools should ban children from having... Best friends.
2: Ah, come on. Mm-hmm.
0: This was written up in U.S. News. Child and Family Psychologist Dr. Barbara Greenberg says there is something dreadfully exclusionary about the concept of a best friend. Can't have a best friend. Something exclusionary sure. of having a. Because if you're not the best friend, then you've you've been excluded. Okay. Uh, And she notes that some American and European schools already forbid kids from having best friends. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Greenberg realizes that many will scoff at the notion based on real-life expectations. Perhaps there is some truth to that, she says. But she is focused on the bigger picture. That is the distress of rejection associated with having a close confidant. (laughs) I'm a huge fan of social inclusion, Greenberg writes, the phrase best friend is inherently exclusionary. Well, it is to you, you... Sea hag. Knucklehead. Among children and even teens, best friends shift rapidly. These shifts lead to emotional distress and would be significant less likely if our kids spoke of close or even good friends rather than best friends. And if kids have best friends, does that also imply that they have worst friends? Wow. A focus on having best friends certainly indicates there's an unspoken ranking system. And where there is a ranking system,
2: there are problems, Matt. Okay. There are problems. Well, because people are ranked and you, you might be sore. Sore if you rank number four and not number one. Sore as in uh, angry. Right. I see kids who are
0: never labeled best friends, and sadly, they sit alone at lunch and often in their homes while others are with their best friends. <laughs> My hope is that if we encourage our kids to broaden their social circles, they will be more inclusive and less judgmental. The word best encourages judgment and promotes exclusion.
2: Banning? It's come to we have to ban best friends. Well, she's,
0: she's all over the map because that's followed by, I am not, however, an advocate of encouraging kids to have huge groups of friends.
2: Okay, well, no, in other words, she's a nutcase. A, right, a nutcase. Right, you've got a
0: fish or cut bait here. What is it? What I would like to see instead is children having a smaller group of close friends. In fact, there is research suggesting that adolescents who have a small group of close friends fare better emotionally than those who are part of a larger circle. Perhaps those who are part of a large group lack closeness and are socializing primarily with acquaintances. Uh-huh. You can't please this uh, prematurely gray-haired 42 year old woman who doesn't shave. Not at all. I don't know how old she is.
2: Ah, uh, you know what?'re prob- no matter where you are, you're probably not too far off. Greenberg says parents should not forbid
0: their kid from having contact with a best friend, nor march into the child's school to make sure there's no prohibition on having best friends. Instead, she says, consider making a bit of a shift to your vocabulary and talk to your children about the importance of having close friends. Put less emphasis on popularity and having best friends.
2: What's her first name?
0: Barbara. Barbara Greenberg. She concludes, Think of all the wonderful opportunities you may have missed if you socialized exclusively with only one friend. Doesn't say if she's a teacher at the failed uh, academy. A
2: doctor, Ph.D., uh, is an adolescent child and family she psychologist. connected to
0: a failed uh, inst- learning institution?
2: Uh, I'm looking right here. How, how
0: close was I to her age of 42?
2: I'm clicking on her bio right here. He's a contributor. Yeah. Uh, I think she's coloring it red.
0: What's uh, that mean? She's about, she's You're off the mic, Matt.
2: Mid forties, yeah, that's well, pretty close.
0: Yeah, you were closer than you think. How frightening! How frighteningly insane is it to think that such a thing as a friendship should be arbitrarily determined by a third party? Yep, that that, that scares the hell out of me. When mm-hmm. that's what she's advocating, if she's suggesting. That the school should enforce this. That's tantamount to saying she's approving of a third party determining who you can and cannot be friends with. Whoa, Johnny, whoa, whoa, y- whoa. Is that friend number seven? Uh, is that
2: Oh, seven? you're
1: in trouble. Yeah.
2: Or, uh, Johnny, you shouldn't be uh, hanging out with Roy. We want you to uh, uh, see uh, uh, Kevin over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Why? Why would that be? Because Kevin is the same? Because she is a
0: mysterian who has the misguided uh, idea, the misguided notion that she can make the world a better place by having people be less judgmental, Uh, failing to realize that judgmentalism is part and parcel to your daily life. Everyone's (laughs) judgmental 24. With the exception of being asleep, you are judgmental your, your entire waking day and night. You are judgmental. You have to be. You have to make judgments. And and here uh, is a uh, is a soldier of the mystery who would eradicate that who would say no you shouldn't make judgments the hell i shouldn't
2: okay i'm gonna
0: make judgments every day and one of them is i'll never take a word barbara that you say seriously you're a nutcase
2: here's some of her other offerings five ways to help our daughters develop a positive body image all right five ways to soften the mother teen daughter relationship sure because she probably find it terribly problematic what to do when your daughter gets rejected by a friend well shouldn't have a friend Five ways parents of transgender teens can help their children. I'm sure there are more than five ways. How to improve communication with teen boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pros and cons of teen sleepovers.
0: Yeah. Here's what I would like to see fruitcakes like this do. Yeah. Uh, focus more of their so-called learning or their academic skill set on the havoc that is going to be, if not already, has been uh heaped on young people because of their social technology devices you want to get you want to talk to me about that Barbara I'd probably treat you a little more seriously gotcha. but right now all I can uh, uh, conclude is that you're a complete nutcase there you go. yeah, why don't we be back shortly okay <laughs>
3: Joe, it's sunny and 41 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. The Wolves trounced Cleveland last night, 127 to 99. Uh, The Wolves next face Oklahoma City tomorrow night at the Target Center. Wild in action tonight. They'll be at home against Calgary. And former Gopher football head coach Tracy Clays has a new job. He was named the new defensive coordinator at Washington State. He guided the Gophers to a 17-12 and 12 record over Mike Leach's Cougars in last year's Holiday Bowl. Clays was 11-8 as the head coach for the Gophers. He went 2-0 and 0 in bowl games, fired as Gophers head coach in the midst of that sexual assault investigation involving members of the team. And you couldn't have two more different personalities
1: in the head coach (laughs) and the defensive coordinator. One guy that would prefer to never talk to anybody in Tracy and
2: another guy who will never shut up in Mike Leach. How about the fact that he was undefeated in bowl games at the U? One. Clays? Yeah. Two. Or two. You're right. Two. I'm sorry. Undefeated.
1: Mm -hmm. I was at one of them in Detroit. Mm -hmm.
0: You got issues. What is wrong with you?
2: you Clays lost
0: some weight. I, I ask only for his own good health. I don't,
3: I don't know that we've seen a photo of him
1: in, in any time uh, or
3: any time recently. News notes from today. A 17-year-old female was shot while sitting in the passenger seat of a moving vehicle Sunday night, according to the St. Paul Police Department. Sergeant Mike Ernster, a spokesman before the department, said the teen got to Regions Hospital about 9.15 Sunday night in a personal vehicle. She had suffered a gunshot injury to the upper chest and shoulder area. A female victim and two other occupants of the vehicle told police they were driving in the area of Rice Street and Geranium Avenue in St. Paul when a bullet came through the windshield and hit the teen as she sat in the front passenger seat. Mm. Injury not considered life threatening. No one's been arrested. Police are investigating where the shot came from and whether the shooter was known to the victim and other occupants of that vehicle.
0: You know, an emailer just had a great point about this fruitcake psychologist who says yeah. you can't have. Best friends, because that would be exclusionary, and other people could get their feelings hurt. Yeah, what what's she going to tell? Uh, can a girl turn down a date? <laughs> Wouldn't that hurt the guy's feelings if he said no? sure. you said no? You might have a dilemma there for her.
3: Uh-huh. A conundrum. Uh-huh. Yeah. Minneapolis residents might vote in November whether to approve more money for no. Minneapolis public schools. Answer is no. Superintendent no. no. <laughs> Superintendent Ed Graff asking the Minneapolis School Board today to support a resolution for a referendum on the general election ballot in the fall. One ballot question would address increasing the operating referendum by $18 million. The second would create a new technology levy that would generate another $12 million. According to Graff, 20 other metro districts have technology levies, but Minneapolis uses money from the general fund to cover those costs. Graff also says he wants to go to the state legislature for reimbursement on special education and English language services. Those two programs combined, he says, cost the district $64 million a year. MPS faces a $33 million budget shortfall for the 2018-19 year. The district had considered a host of cost-cutting measures, including job cuts and a reduction to the number of school days this year. If the referendum would pass, the revenue would not apply until the 2019-2020 school year. President Trump today said he doesn't think Oprah Winfrey would run for the presidency in 2020, but if she did, he'd beat her. The president Right. <laughs> the president taking reporters' questions during that meeting with lawmakers on immigration addressed speculation that Oprah could run for president in 2020. After her lauded speech at the Golden Globe Sunday, A reporter asking, Can you beat Oprah? When the president said, I'd beat Oprah, Oprah would be a lot of fun. I know her very well. I like Oprah. I don't think she's going to run, though. I don't think she's going to run. The president also noted he's appeared on her show. He has praised Oprah on Twitter in the past. And going back even further, when uh, the, uh, Mr. Trump first considered running the, for the presidency in 2000, he mentioned Winfrey would be an ideal running mate. Uh, two points. Uh, uh, sad uh, to note that the next
0: presidential Campaign Don't. season <laughs> will begin be- before this year's over. Yeah, and two, uh, I still like where are we headed despite Randy Wayne White's critique. I still like, you know, if you got Oprah as a possibility, where are we headed? Right. Where are we headed? Where are we headed? Well, Not forget. all hands
2: on deck, because that, that doesn't, uh, you know, what, what does that do for us? Yeah.
3: Don't forget, we have The Rock, too. Is and The Rock. Considered oh, a
2: candidate.
0: So. And
3: Kid Rock, or just The Rock? Uh, the Kid rock. rock.
2: Kid Rock was in run for the
1: Senate, but That's it. now he said he won't do that. So.
2: Where
0: are we headed?
1: I'm on the Engie
3: bandwagon <laughs> for And President. when do we
0: make a move?
2: Well, what was mine again? Let's uh, just let it let's happen. just let it happen. Okay.
3: Joe Arpaio, the former Arizona sheriff and close ally of President Trump, said today he'd run for the U.S. Senate to replace retiring Republican Senator Jeff Flake. He said, I'm running for the U.S. Senate from the great state of Arizona for one unwavering reason, to support the agenda and policies of President Donald Trump and his mission to make America great again. Arpaio was convicted last July of criminal contempt in a racial profiling case that highlighted tensions over U.S. immigration policy but was pardoned by the president the following month. A federal judge had ruled that Arpaio willfully violated a 2011, uh, 2011 injunction barring his officers from detaining Latino drivers solely on the suspicion that they were in the country illegally. Arpaio, who dubbed himself the toughest sheriff in America, lost a bid for re-election in Arizona's Maricopa County in 2016 after 24 years in office. Uh, one city trying to get rid of the uh, make-a-move theory, Joe, that really? logic has. Leonia, a sleepy little New Jersey town. What do they do, Jen? Well, they're declaring 60 residential streets off limits to drivers who use them as cut-throughs. Really? <laughs> Residents uh, told the city that's can- a
0: violation. We must do something about that. <laughs> that's not very inclusive. <laughs>
3: right. Residents said they're sick of traffic tie-ups caused by commuters shortcutting their way through. No, those are commuters making a move. Right. The ordinance establishes a $200 fine for folks that do it. Uh, but Leon, Leonia Mayor Judah Ziegler said it's really more about apps, like Google Maps and uh, Waze and mm-hmm. other ways, because if you do that, uh, it would let you know it'll cost you money if you drive through those streets. Hmm. He said the Google Maps and the other apps won't do anything until they pass legislation. That's why they want to pass it. He said it gives the navigation apps no choice, but to warn drivers that cutting through could cut into their wallets. So it's almost like a toll then, basically. Mm-hmm. Ziegler said drivers without yellow tags, proving residency, could find themselves stopped by one of Leonia's 18 police officers and questioned. The first question the mayor said would be, do you have business in Leonia? Mm -hmm. Ziegler said the U.S. Supreme Court upheld a town's right to control access to roads as long as residents and emergency vehicles are not denied access. It remains to be seen if Leonia's approach to traffic control and getting off, uh, off the apps will spread problems to surrounding towns, a new law only applies to Leonia's residential side streets, not the town's three.
0: What major is roads. Uh, Leonia? Look it up, Brooke is it some tony suburb of uh, New York uh with winding lanes? Uh, what what how
2: big it how how big is it anyway?
3: It has to be right if it's only a quarter mile. Leona, from... New
2: Jersey. Yeah. It is let's see what the population is. Population. Uh let's see. 9,195. They got 18 cops. That seems like a lot of cops wow. for 9,000. Yeah, no kidding. And it is uh right across from it's gotta be right across from Manhattan. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Washington Heights. Mm-hmm.
1: I have a I have a question. I'm probably gonna violate the scan bucket rule. Well, that's the, your goal uh, for this for year now.
2: Are you sure you wanna well you've been doing <laughs> it's,
1: very well? It's You're almost, nine days into the year. It's almost like a ruling though, because i much like you, I was in Florida over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I rented a car and I had to, to to pass through a couple of tolls. Yeah. The first one was, you know, a couple of bucks to, after you got out of the airport, which okay, whatever. Right. The next one I I approached, it only accepted coins. Okay. I didn't have any coins. Oops. It was a dollar, so I just I threw a buck in the the, the yeah. thing.
0: I'm not going to scan you for that. But I
1: didn't know what to do cuz I, I think
2: you did what you had to do.
1: I didn't have I didn't there was no other option. You I had gave no them coin. their money, didn't you? I put it in the hole. All right. Yep. Yeah.
2: Do you have any business in Leonia? Uh sure, I'd like a butterfinger, mm-hmm. a, a bottle of Old <laughs> Harper, a brush, a comb, and yet comb.
3: <laughs> a Louisiana teacher who spoke out about teacher pay as opposed to superintendent pay at a school board meeting was handcuffed by a law officer as she screamed on the floor while the officer tried to gain control. Brief struggle. It's causing some problems because the video has now been posted all over the place. Uh, KATC television reports the skirmish involved Deshia Hargrave, a middle school language arts teacher, and an Abbeville city marshal. It happened Monday during a meeting of the parish schools. The station said the teacher had addressed the board about teacher salaries and raises, and the school board president, Anthony Fontana, at one point ruled her out of order. She was questioning why the board is thinking about a $38,000 a year raise for the superintendent wow. with no raise for the teachers. City marshal on duty at the meeting approached her as she continued to speak and directed her to leave the room. She was then taken out into the hallway and handcuffed. That super club is a good deal, isn't it? It yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's unclear whether the marshal acted on board members' orders or on his own accord, uh, but the school board says they. Will not be pursuing any charges against the teacher. All right, thank you. you. Spend more in education. Dave
0: yeah. Dahl should be coming up next. Here we go. You cannot stop him; he'll just make a move. Joe Suchere.
4: Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're still watching the storm system out to our west, and that uh, right now appears as though it's going to start to really affect us. Uh, with maybe some fog and drizzle late tonight and then fog and drizzle during the day tomorrow and then it changes over as the colder air mixes in tomorrow night into early thursday Uh, we're calling for three to five inches of snow here in the twin Cities, starting uh, as we said tomorrow night late probably after two or three in the morning on wednesday night early thursday morning and lasting through about the lunch hour and then it tapers off to just flurries after that but that's when the colder air moves in we're going to stay mild tonight So any fog and drizzle that forms will probably stay above the freezing point, but it could get close. So there may be some slick spots, 32 for the overnight low. Tomorrow's high, 38, and that fog and drizzle continues. The winds will switch around from the south late tomorrow and tomorrow night, and then switch around to the north at 10 to 20, gusting to 30. It's going to be very windy late tomorrow night, and on Thursday, blowing that snow around. So 1 to 2 inches of snow tomorrow night, another maybe 2 to 3 inches of snow on Thursday morning, So it gives us that total of 3 to 5, and then just flurries after that. Some light snow again Friday night. Temperature-wise, though, 18 for the high on Thursday, dropping temps much of the day. Then 8 above on Friday for the high. Teens below zero for Saturday and Sunday night into Monday night as well. Temperatures next week are going to be, at least for the first part of the week, going to stay cold. I think it jumps up in a hurry by about the middle of next week. Temperatures get back in the teens to 20s for highs. But tonight... Mostly cloudy skies, fog and drizzle, 32 for the low. 41 is the current reading, Joe, and I have the records for the day. Well, Dave, that's that's uh, January 9 is right. today. Yep. Yep. 49 on this date. 49. A couple of years here, Joe. Yep. 2002. 2002. And 2012. 2012. 32 below zero. 32 below in 1977 in 1977 which
0: i certainly remember is a very cold year it was all right thank Thank you you, joe matt yes bro it's almost over
2: over did you say over when it's over
0: Emailer Brian alerted me to this. Mm-hmm. Let's stay let's stay inside the destroyed academy. Okay. I knew it would come to this.
2: What does it come to?
0: A math professor at Brooklyn College wrote an academic paper contending that merit in math class holds back racial minorities as an as, and is a tool of whiteness. Okay. Uh, so in other words, if you're achieving,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: that's unfair.
2: Hmm. If you're doing well, yep. that's unfair because somebody else might not have the same brain power or drive. When are black people going
0: to rise up against this nonsense and say, quit being so condescending to me? Uh, I can't wait for the I, day. I, I just can't imagine how you put up with this. You're a black parent of a couple of young kids. You're black parents and your are young. You, you like
2: being treated like this? Are you kidding me? You know, of of all of the minorities that I that I know, Asian, African American, Native American, never once has been as have I encountered a parent that said it's okay to get 60% because you're black or you're Asian or you're Native American. Professor
0: Lori Rubel, a former high school teacher, wrote the article in the Journal of Urban Mathematics Education. She reportedly contends that meritocracy is oftentimes associated with hard work, but it ignores systematic barriers that prevent the opportunity of success. Hmm. Rubel reportedly recommended that math teachers use more social justice issues during lessons. Rubel, however, warned that teaching social justice can also be a tool of whiteness if teachers are ignorant to the experiences of their minority students. The Outfit Campus Reform uh, linked out to a PDF file of the article where Rubel cites another scholarly article to make the case that teachers often view participation of marginalized students as off-task, unproductive, or distracting, even when it reflects students' membership of and competence in another social context unbeknownst to the teacher. That's academic gobbledygook and doesn't mean anything. Mm. Rubel wrote that math teachers who claim to be colorblind are not doing the minority students any favors. She wants them to not be colorblind. She wants the, the math teachers to realize that a black student uh, doesn't stand a chance and therefore meritocracy is uh, invalidated. Don't they have to learn the ABCs just like everybody else? I would think so. By claiming not to notice, the teacher is saying that she is dismissing, see, she, there's no male in her life. That would be one (laughs) conclusion you could draw. By claiming not to notice, the teacher is saying that she is dismissing one of the most salient features of the child's identity and that she does not account for it in her curricular planning and instruction, she wrote, citing another education theorist. Campus Reform reported that it reached out to Rubel, but did not receive a comment.
2: Oh, she's not calling back.
0: I can't do anything about this. Uh, Only black parents can do something about this. This is akin to this terrible movement in the schools uh, to not punish black students for poor behavior uh, because uh, their poor behavior results from a systemic whiteness in the school system. And therefore, uh, their poor behavior should be understood.
2: Isn't that what got Aaron Benner fired, the uh, the local guy?
0: basically. But basically then what you are saying as a so-called privileged white person is you don't expect black kids to do well. Therefore, you're going to be accommodating of them. When are black parents going to rebel against this? You can't... You can tune into GEL every day and I can point out the Destroyed Academy, but... uh,
2: you gotta get somebody's together gotta at that stand party. up
0: and say, "Hey, hey, hey! Don't do me any favors, you morons! I want my kids
2: subjected to the same rigors as any other kid in this school." Why aren't they going to the uh, school Almighty. board meetings and say, hey, "School board, make it tough on my kids"? Well, so-
0: no, 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 no! You don't even have to say, "Make it tough." I expect that there shall there shall be no accommodations provided uh, my child academically because of the color of my child's skin. Okay. Boom.
2: Set done. Lori Rubel. Lori, I'm not even ripping that one. No, up. I don't even you want to rip it. it. Just right, watch this. Boom. He righted on. Swish. It's gone.
0: Swish. Yeah. I think I saw this guy when I was at Publix over the weekend. Who? A Florida man uh, had an entire feast stuffed in his pants. Gross. Yeah. He was arrested while he tried to sneak out of the grocery store. Uh, Maley Alvarez Aguilar, 26. Uh, senor, no bueno. Was taken into custody on a petty merchant theft charge after walking out of Rhine's Market IGA in Indiantown in Martin County. An arrest David viewed by tcpalm.com told, uh, said Alvarez Aguilar had removed a full rack of ribs from his waistband. Right. <laughs> a further search uncovered nine pieces of fried chicken, two packs of hamburger buns, and mashed potatoes. And police said Aguilar Alvarez, who smelled of booze and was intoxicated, swiped the items from the store. Uh, no salami? Maybe uh, you could yeah. have approached him and exchanged your... Uh... You got any ground coffee beans? Yeah, yeah, I'm
2: looking at this.
0: Did you ever think common to sense would be, to be this much fun? Joe Sugere. So such so so
2: so 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 time. What do the Wild have tonight? Calgary? Calgary. And the Timberwolves play uh, tomorrow night, I believe. Uh,
0: is the Bloom off the rose with the Wild? Are we still no, anticipating a playoff run? No, it's not. No, it's not. We're, uh... Calgary tonight at Chicago tomorrow night, then home Saturday to Winnipeg and home Sunday to the Canuck.
2: Okay, let's, we can turn it around here. Timberwolves.
0: We turned it off. Timberwolves, home tomorrow to OKC. Okay. And uh, then home Friday to New York Knicks. Right. Home Sunday to Portland. 1,500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. Patrick will be joining us shortly. It's 43.